This is the Rich Eisen Show. Cocaine bear. Saw it. Survived it. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I don't want to spoil anything. If you like gore, you like seeing people in bad spots get mauled by a cocaine bear, (laughs) this bear loves cocaine. (laughs) Earlier on the show, ESPN NBA insider Brian Windhorst. Coming up, Michigan State head basketball coach Tom Izzo. Plus, your phone calls and more. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. We'll have a phone conversation with you. If you're on hold, stay on hold. We have a couple of phone lines open, so why not uh, give us a ring? Because uh, the rest of the show is going to be for you and all of us here right here in the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles, California. Live on the Roku channel, this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate, smart enough to have a Sirius XM Odyssey and more. Great chat with Brian Winhorst of ESPN as the NBA second half of the season tips off tonight. Uh, but we start our, our second hour with the, the words legend get thrown around a lot, but this man is exactly that. He's one of my favorite people, not just also because of uh, the fact that he's best friends and the best man with another favorite human of mine and Mariucci, but just I just wanted to get this man on the phone line to tell him I love him and the, I love the way that he's handling his business in a very very difficult time on campus there in East Lansing, Michigan, with the shooting that killed three students on the campus of Michigan State and hospitalized five others coming off of a win in his first home game against 17th-ranked Indiana since that shooting is uh, the great Tom Izzo. How you doing, Coach? How you doing, Tom? I'm good, Rich, and thanks for the kind introduction. You you should know that in our first game was against Michigan and your university uh, went out of their way to do some incredible things that night. Um to uh, kind of embrace the situation and understand that it could happen anywhere to any one of us. And it was uh, it was greatly appreciated. Uh, Lloyd Carr came in the locker room before the game, and John Beeline and I had gotten a nice uh, text from Juwan Howard earlier in the week. And uh, But former ADs, uh, just uh, the whole group, the students. Uh, so you, we always kid about our Michigan-Michigan State rivalry, but you should feel... Uh, very good about the way um, your alma mater handled things, too, because it was first class. Well, I mean, I just, you know, seeing, uh, I have tears in my eyes, um, Tom, seeing uh, the, the Spartan strong banner in Chrysler Arena. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and it, it, is, it is there, but for the grace of God, go any campus in this day and yeah. age. And uh, I'm wondering what your first thought was when you heard about what happened. Well, you know, I, I just come out of my radio show. I have it at a local restaurant here at 7 to 8. And I got home, and uh, you're not going to believe this, but my son went to pick up his girlfriend in one of the uh, one of the two buildings. Uh, uh, these things happened in the, at 8.30, and at 20 after, I think is when it happened, or somewhere in that area. And, and he got run out of there by the police and uh, kind of came in here and, bunkered down in Breslin in one of the uh, luxury suites, found a couple of our mm. video guys were still working, and and that's what they did. And uh, his, his girlfriend was kind of put up in uh, a bathroom there with a bunch of her classmates until uh, like 12.31 in the morning. So it didn't hit home, but it hit closer to home than some, but nothing like what those kids have gone through uh, that were there, the ones that unfortunately are victims and the ones that I visited five in the hospital and 
Um, yeah, it's it's just, uh, you know, it's something where I will give this entire country of ours, and especially Michigan, because rivalries are rivalries. You know, you're not supposed to have banners and wear bracelets and all the things they did. Um, but it kind of shows that everybody is worried about what's going on, especially in our educational institutions from elementary school on. And hopefully, hopefully uh, we'll move forward in trying to hold more people accountable for things and, uh, and this start going the other way instead of the way it's been going. Well, I mean, and again, just your leadership, uh, obviously, you know, coach Tucker uh, runs the football program as well. He was, uh, um, you know, at the game last night and, but I mean, you you have been you know so synonymous with the school, and as you know, in our day and age, sports um, is what binds people together and brings people together. But also um, places people at the at the forefront of a spotlight that you have been in for you know uh, two decades plus. Um, so yeah, why you know, why like, you know what why did you feel you know. Um, the need to to step into the four. I I know the answer to it, but I just want to give you the floor. Well, number one, you know, you're right. I mean, I've been here 28 years as a head coach, but another 12 as a GA and assist. So, I mean, uh, you know, over two thirds of my life, I've been, uh, I've been here. And when asked to speak at the vigil, I, I got to admit to you, I've gotten a chance to do a lot of things. Uh, That was a little nerve wracking. Uh, You know, I thought about, what do you say and how many people will be there? And then I got there and it was, it was a crowd of, it was an unbelievable crowd. And, uh, you know, both community people and students and faculty and people from all walks of life. And, uh, I, I looked at that as an honor, as a privilege, you know, and they said, if I mess up, I mess up, but it was an honor and a privilege to be able to, uh, help lead. And I think, uh, you know, I learned that greatness is, uh, when the why and what you do is bigger than yourself. And uh, unfortunately, this day and age, the why seems to be uh, uh, all about us. You know, it seems that's what, that's what we're kind of the Twitter way, you know, the uh, social media way, everything's about us. And uh, and on that given night, it was more about uh, everybody. And I, I, I just, I took some solace in that. And I've, I've used that with my own team since. And, Hopefully uh, we can do that moving forward. Tom Izzo, head coach of Michigan State Basketball, Basketball Hall of Fame coach right here on the Rich Eisen Show. What was it like um, on Tuesday night coaching that game? Yeah, you know, it was, uh, you know, after the Michigan game was pretty uh, emotional too because it's your rival and and they were they were so good to us that that's not supposed to happen either, you know. And, right. it, and it was just surreal, but... But then coming home and, uh, you know, nine o'clock game and I swear there wasn't a, a seat in the house. And, um, you know, Mike Woodson, uh, in Indiana, I got to give them a lot of credit too. They did an incredible job of, you know, of showing some solidarity with us. And, uh, so it was, uh, it was emotional, you know, looking at the students, the eight seats that they set aside for the. That was something, Tom. For those who might not have seen it, will you will you explain what that was? That that just absolutely crushed me when I saw that. Yeah, Th- those seats. You know, as I speak about it, it crushes me. But uh, they they held uh, you know three seats for the students we lost, and five others for the students that are fighting for their lives in the hospital right now, and in the student section. And I just 
Now that speaks on, you know, why we go to college and why we bond together and why, you know, it's important to stick together. I think it spoke volumes for all those things. And, uh, I, uh, that was moving in itself. And, and so it was, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a tough night. It was a great night. Um, we didn't start out so good. Our fans rallied us and, it was just like I said at the vigil, you know, we got to meet the people next to you, stick to the people alongside of you. And that's kind of what we did that night. I think our fans carried us more than our team did. Unbelievable. Just as you point out, just a tough night, but a, a great night, a beautiful night as well. Just the showing of, of strength and love and outpouring. And then, you know, I couldn't help but notice you, uh, you were overcome yourself. Tom. Well, you know, I, I, you know, you brought up Mariucci earlier, you know, oh. We all learned from uh, the past, and if you remember the 9-11 game, the first game back was uh, the San Francisco 49ers were playing the New York Giants, and I flew out for the game and somehow got on the field, and the emotion in that stadium and the police and the fire departments in New York, uh, you know, the way they were, and uh, the helicopters flying over, you, you, you are right, whether it's good or bad, Sports can sometimes unite people and bring them together. That night was such a memorable night for me that I, I, I wanted this to be part of the healing for our people too. You know, I I don't want to make it like a game is bigger than right. than life or death, but I also want all the people to know and the families to know that uh, there are people here that care about them. And so the nine eleven thing um, and Mooch getting me out there kind of help me as we move forward so what what is let, let's talk a, a brief bit if you don't mind in the time we have left here tom Izzo yeah. on the rich eisen show about moving forward what, what do you what's the campus like right now yeah you know it's it's we are coming together you know i was worried because they talked about <clears throat> not going back to class you know we did for a couple of days but i watched that during covid and i you know i'm just not a fan of that. I, I think we need to be around each other, you know, and they say everybody creeps in a different way, but mm-hmm. the one thing I, I kind of state was I don't I don't want anybody grieving by themselves, whether that's your way or not, you know, I, I don't think it's healthy. And so the, the campus is, uh, you know, I try to walk it every day. It's 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 coming back together, you know, but it's not, not like you're going to forget what happened and for the families, and can you imagine? I mean, you and I both have kids, and um, it, it's just it's just hard to even fathom that that now your kids in school you got to worry about them. You know, on the streets you can understand worrying about them, but in elementary schools or high schools or colleges, it's just not the way it's supposed to be. And uh, so, because of that, I uh, I feel like uh, we're still in the healing process, you know, and it's going to be t- take some time. But I'm I'm looking forward to being part of that. Because I think it's very important as we move forward for these young kids that have got 60 years to live yet. And, of course, you know, again, uh, you're, you're a basketball coach by trade, but, um, you know, I, I, seriously, and, uh, and a leader by nature. And, and now, you know, this uh, awful tragedy is right at your doorstep, Tom Izzo, and then you're placed in a position, again, of, of who you are and, and what you represent and who you represent in, in the community. Where you, where you were asked questions about real life stuff like gun 
safety and gun yeah. control. Yeah. And do you yeah. do you plan on um, speaking out about this uh, more you know, here? Because I know you've 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 said a couple things over the last two days. Yeah, and you know, as as you know, Rich, uh, in this political world we live in, everything's guarded. You know, I look at Steve Kerr, and he's gone. You know, he's had reasons to to losing his father like he did when he was young. But mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, when Mary and I grew up, everybody hunts. You know, I yeah. think, uh, I mean, him and I were the only two that never hunted. You know, deer hunting is a religion there. It's not a, it's not a sport or it's not an option. It's a religion, and and uh, you know, I, I don't know everything about the gun laws. I mean, I, I I can't believe we can just go buy a gun with no rhyme or reason. I I don't like the accountability. I don't like the kind of guns we can buy. I mean, those are me, you know, those are personal. Those are me to put out there and get abused. But no matter what we do, there's got to be better accountability. And I think that in our whole country, you know, if if you want to do something wrong, there's got to be a price to pay for it. And uh, and we've got to do a better job maybe with the mental health and, and, and trying to get people some help and, and signs, you know. And this guy here, he had a gun issue a couple of years ago. You know, there's signs. And I think this day and age, we don't read the signs as well. We just blow them off. And, you know, that's okay until it's your son or daughter, or my son or daughter, or me or you, you know. And it's like cancer. It never hits home until it hits home. And uh, I'm hoping that these kids did not die in vain and that uh, we'll continue to work forward to improve ourselves so that our universities or elementary schools and high schools that your kids go to are, are a safer place. And then um, lastly, your your guys in that locker room, are they prepared for the emotions that are being placed uh, into them as a conduit for healing uh, as yeah. they play basketball? Are they, are they, you know, are they ready for that? That, that was the million-dollar question in my meeting today. Okay, so we've been through the Michigan game, which is a couple days later, the emotion right. of the game itself and then the first home game and now what, what what happens you know now you're sitting here and we got a tough game against iowa you know how do you give them the new rock these guys yeah. game is bigger than big you know it's 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 just harder to do that what i've done from when it happened monday night on tuesday morning we weren't allowed on campus meaning the coaches weren't allowed to command the people that were here were allowed here and so i had all the players over in my house and and, you know, we did some Zoom calls with some psychiatrists, psychologists, and, and uh, you know, and I tried to stay on the front end of things. But you're right. Now, moving forward, um, you know, the best thing I think everybody can do is get back to some normalcy. And normalcy, I should say, not normalcy, normalcy. And, uh, and to do that, uh, you do got to move forward. But I want to make sure those families don't think that I'm moving forward, forgetting what happened. And it's that happy medium. Are we ready for it? I don't know. Um, I don't know if you ever are. You know, Judd, he didn't, he didn't put that in the book. You know, he didn't, he didn't give me this chapter, you know. And so we've been going kind of day by day and learning and got good friends that try to give me some advice. And any advice you have, Jim, I mean, any advice you have, Rich, I would take. And, uh, and I'm just trying to learn from people that have been through certain things, and that's kind of where I'm at right now and where my team's at. But I, n- I know this, what I learned from my former president here at Michigan State, she said, uh, you know, Tom, you're the type of guy you want to hug all 50,000 people. Tomorrow night I was at the game, and 
So the, the one way you can do that is how your team performs. And so I'm trying to take that and I don't look at that as a burden. I look at that as a, an honor and a privilege. And that's why I'm going to handle it rich and uh, do what we can do. So, you know, I, I like I said, I've been watching from, from my seat here in Los Angeles and how you've been handling your business. I spoke to Mooch yesterday and I asked how you're doing and he told me, you know, and I that's when I... I you know, I texted our show bookers like, "Can can we get Tom? Can we get Izzo?" And I'm I'm so thankful that you said yes and that you were at uh, took, I never some time here. No, I appreciate that you're saying Michigan that, but buddy. <laughs> and I appreciate you, you Pat. Bet. You got bets every year. I gotta I gotta <laughs> I gotta make sure I win more than I lose, though, because the money will. I'll lose money then, you know. But. I know that. I, I would take Spartan Strong material for my kids, though. That's for sure. All I, would, right, I would do that. And you um, know what? I might do that. Okay. Because I got some good stuff that Michigan gave me, too. And uh, like I said, uh, in all the rivalries and all the things that go on, once in a while it's fun to all get together for a common cause and a common goal. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I probably a good friend of yours, you know, before the game, uh, Lloyd Carr came in, you know, he went to school at Northern where Mariucci and I went, he's yeah. 12 years older, but Lloyd came in with his two grandsons, you know, Chad Strong, you probably know a little bit about that. Of course. His grandson died, and I go down to his outing every year, and, and Lloyd asked the uh, the guy, if, you know, would Tom let me come in, and oh, Lloyd's struggling a little bit, and I said, let me come in, and it'd be an honor. You know, I sat in there for five minutes with him, and uh, we just talked about... Uh, he said, I'm, I'm proud of Michigan for doing this, but I'm you know, proud of you and how you're handling it. And, um, these are the great things about, uh, as you get older, you know, rivalries are rivalries, but life is life. And uh, I think we all bonded together, as I do when I go down for his chat, tough outings to raise money, uh, you know, for that and then the illness he had. And it's, it's pretty cool when you can get together with your rivals for a common goal. As you referred to Northern Northern Michigan, or as uh, Mooch refers to it, the Northern Michigan University. That's, <laughs> that's, that's how he refers to it. The Northern Michigan is how he talks about it. So, God bless well, him. I owe you one other uh, uh, thanks because we had that donor that came to your to your booth at Pittsburgh and you signed that nice picture, and uh, that guy was just delighted by it. So, uh, Rich, I appreciate what you do and uh, your show and everything, and your friendship with my boy Mooch. And, yeah. Anytime you want me on, I'm on. I appreciate right? that, but I, I, so I assume your friend who whose picture I did sign when he came into booth in Pittsburgh did not notice that my note to him, if you le- if you look at the first letters of each word, it does spell out "Go Blue." Um, <laughs> yes, sir. I'll tell him that. Yeah. I'll, I'll make sure I see that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, you know. You know what? You know what? <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. All right. You're the best. Take All care. Right, Take care, coach. That's uh, Tom Izzo, everybody. The one and only. I'll say something here. We just hung up with Tom Izzo, Michigan State head coach, who's done such an incredible job leading in such a tough moment in East Lansing University when somebody goes on a shooting rampage kills three people, puts five more in the hospital. And he's talking to me saying, hey, great job by your alma mater at Michigan for extending a hand to us as we're grieving. And then when our first game back is at your spot, you welcome us and throw your arms around us. Rivalry 
be damned. Spartan Strong signs in Chrysler Arena, and that's a beautiful thing, and thank you, and it shouldn't have to happen. It shouldn't have to happen. And every single time a shooting like this happens, yes, we move on, life has to go on, but we just forget it, and we become more and more in this country totally used to this insanity. Right now, the Alabama Crimson Tide basketball team is dealing with a tragedy where somebody gets shot by a former member of their team. And Darius Miles and a current member of their team, one of the best players in college basketball, Brandon Miller, scored 41 points last night. And he's involved in this because he drove the car to pick up Darius Miles on the night of the shooting. And in the car was the gun. Now, the question is, did he know there was a gun in there? The gun that was used to shoot, even though Miles didn't be, wasn't the one allegedly to pull the trigger. There's so many questions as to whether this kid should be on the court. Did he bring the gun? He was texted by Miles to bring his gun using a, a slang word for gun. And did he know what it meant? I think he knew what it meant. But did he know there was a gun in the car? The, car's... the question needs to be had while we're talking about these things. Sure. Accountability and who's accountable and somebody should go to jail. How... Do the shooters get the guns? How do they get the guns? Why is it so easy to get a gun? How do they get them? And how they get them, we should find out who gave it to them, how they got them, how they bought them, how it's so easy to get. And it's getting worse. It's getting worse. And, you know, Izzo mentioned about how it's difficult for him to speak out on the subject because it's political. Why is it political? Why? Talk about life and death here. And as Izzo said, growing up, it's also difficult for him to talk about because growing up in Iron Mountain, Michigan, in the northern peninsula of the great state of Michigan, hunting is a way of life. Great. Great. No one's taking your hunting guns away. Nobody. Why can't we find out who's responsible enough to get a gun and who's not? Why can't we have laws on the books? There's permitless carry in so many states now. In Florida, do you know what happened yesterday? There was a shooting in Orlando. Somebody goes to cover it, and that person gets shot and killed along with a nine-year-old. Yeah. How did that guy get the gun? And let's oh yeah, let's no longer give permits to people. Require them to, to go through a check. What are we doing? And in Alabama, where this shooting happened, you get the name right here. In Alabama, where this happened, a Republican congressman named Barry Moore from Alabama 
introduced a bill last Friday to declare the AR-15 to be the national gun of America. How unserious can you be? How unserious can you be? And you know who's co-sponsoring it? That liar from New York who lied his way into Congress. George Santos. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just spitting truth here. How unserious can you be about the problem where kids have to take cover in bathrooms and colleges? They're sitting ducks. So, yeah, Michigan says screw the rivalry because, A, we're humans, and, B, there but for the grace of God go anybody who sends a child to school, elementary school. So it happens in East Lansing now, happened at Oxford High in Michigan, as you know, Kids get killed. It's time to take this seriously. So in Congress, from the state of Alabama, where this shooting is involving one of the best players in college basketball, his response is, let's make the AR-15 the national government. Like, what the hell is that going to do? What's it going to do? Just had to say that. Let's take a break right here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. The rest of the show's for you. Let's have a conversation. We'll go back to sports. Sure. Hey, folks. It's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep. Because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because sleep number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now save 40% on the sleep number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Back here on the Rich Eisen Show radio network with our Roku channel live stream. Sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Appreciate you guys. Just, you know, love you guys. You know, I, I know, love you know, when you, I stray out of the world of sports, sometimes that puts everybody here in a position and, you know, 
Just wanted to say what I had to say. I just talking is. I mean, when he's talking about like his, his son's picking up his girlfriend and like ten minutes after, you after. know, and he's got to go run into the Breslin Center and she's got to go run into a bathroom. Like yeah. really? Oh, okay. We're fine. You know what? Let's just move on. Let's let's not attack the root cause of the problem. I can't speak for everyone, but I echoed your sentiments, man. Like, uh, I, and I don't, I and I don't, I don't yeah. speak for everyone. I know I don't speak for everyone, and I know that people disagree with what I. I don't know. I, I. Thank you for saying that. Uh, let's go back to uh, the phone lines here. Nathan in Los Angeles, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. How you been, Nathan? I've been well, and thank you for taking my call. You got it. I certainly, even though uh, you know, I certainly recognize and appreciate. Uh, the relative triviality of the topic. No, 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 no. We can turn the page. That's that's the that that's that's you know how you do a show like this. I said my point, whatever, and you called in about an hour ago, and I said what I just said. Now I'm turning to you. Don't 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 worry of a second about it. What's going on in your mind? Go for it. Couple couple thoughts in mind. Um, one on Derek Carr. I've heard before that he has a bit of trouble with handling media scrutiny. And if that is true, he he doesn't need to step one foot near New York. Hmm. That would be my thought on him coming anywhere near the Jets. I don't think Derek Carr is a good fit for the New York. Why market. would you say that? Why do you say that? I'm not, ta- I'm not questioning his ability as a player. I just think he may not be prepared for the, Degree of scrutiny that goes on around here. I don't know. I I I think he's uh, well. Have one other topic too. Okay, so what's your other topic, and yeah, then no, I'll no, let go him ahead. go. What well, do you mean? I don't go, wanna, okay. no, go ahead, Nathan. Go. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off at all. Um, I thought on uh, maybe a bit of a local thought on um, local reference on Westbrook's return to Los Angeles. Do you think maybe his interests are as much off the court? as on the court, and I, by that I mean um, he has a rather thriving business out here mm-hmm. uh, off the court that I think he may be paying a lot of attention to and is probably going to be his, his, his post-career life. So I, I felt like him coming back here, I'm happy for the Clippers and see what they do, but I, I can't help but think that uh, his uh, off-court interests are somewhat influenced his decision to return. No, and I, and I appreciate... Find a way to get back. Yeah, so let me hit those two things. Thanks for the call, Nathan. Uh, I mean, isn't one of the reasons why LeBron out here is his off-the-court interest as well, right? Although, one of my favorite segments we've had was when we had Maverick Carter here in studio, and that was when LeBron was about to go on his free agent tour, and I said, you know, a lot of people think he's here in Los Angeles so he could take meetings and whatever, and he's like, Rich, he's LeBron James. <laughs> people will take meetings with him wherever he is. Yeah. Remember he said that? And I'm like, oh, that's right. Duh. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know. I think Westbrook just, you know, he's a Bruin. He loves Los Angeles. And he's, he was here with the Lakers, and if he's got a chance to join a Clipper team that can win a championship, he'd do it. Yeah, why would certainly you not if take that stuff? Certainly, if Paul George is like, you come here. Yeah, I once went there. I once got shipped there by Indiana, and kind of loved it with you to the point where I told LeBron, "No, mm-hmm. I'm sticking here." Remember that he smoked cigars that night. He announced he was coming. He was staying in Oklahoma City. Remember they did that yeah. in a party, yeah, lit a cigar, party. and it was yeah. like, yeah, "You're yeah. lighting a cigar to stay with Russ in Oklahoma City," and LeBron is still waiting on you. And everyone's like questioning his judgment. And then a year later, Kawhi's like, hey, 
I'm leaving Toronto. How about you join me? Remember Doc told that story that they're out there in Malibu and they (laughs) talking to Kawhi and they're like, oh, so we can get you and Paul George? (laughs) Oh, you don't say. Oh, really? (laughs) Intriguing. That sunset I'm looking at looks a little bit more beautiful. What if I told you? Right? So I don't know about that. Yeah, but it, why and wouldn't then, you take those things into consideration when you're planning your next move? Wanna, it I mean, seems it makes sense. Like a no-brainer. And just again about Westbrook, like I said at the end of the first hour, once again, what a story. If he shows up here with the Clippers and the Clippers win it all, <laughs> and that he, the Bruin, who came back to Los Angeles with the Lakers and the whole town was like, what are you doing here? Boot him. And, and he does take his role very well coming off the bench. And he's also closing and triple doubling anyway, as he always does. And he winds up getting traded, bought out. And that's how he winds up with the Clippers. And he takes the Clippers along with Kawhi and Paul George and the rest of a very talented roster with a very talented coach who's done it before, albeit with LeBron. What a story that would be, that Russ gets his ring this way Hmm. for this franchise in this town. And everything I just said here on February 23rd, 2023, as the second half of the season's about to be tipped off, is Absolutely 100% possible. Not like you're out of your mind. Not like, yeah, but. No. Like entirely possible. Yep. And Rich, he doesn't, love ha- it. he doesn't have to take the Clippers anywhere. He just has to be a part. Absolutely. A, a correct. correct. So he doesn't have to be the guy. Zero pressure. Yeah. Zero. Although Terrence Mann... Did ball out against the Phoenix Suns. He'll continue to do so. So maybe you start him and then you bring Westbrook in off the bench? That was my initial thought. That's what but, I thought too. And then uh, Brian Windhorst in hour one says it's, he might start. And Wendy would know more than I. So. And about Derek Carr in New York City. I, I mean, look, I've, I've interviewed him a couple of times. Mm-hmm. You know, last time I spoke with him was on that Zoom pre-broadcast call prior to the Christmas Eve night game between the Raiders and the and the Steelers. I mean, this guy's dealt with a lot in his career. A lot. Nothing beats the scrutiny of a uh, of a Northeast sports team, Philadelphia in that Amtrak corridor, Philadelphia, New York and Boston. Mm-hmm. So, I I I don't think he's going to turn down that opportunity. I think he would play well with the Jets. I think that's a fit. The only holdup I've got is like, are we really going to just ditch Zach Wilson until I spoke to somebody, you know, who I greatly respect recently, and they're like, why can't he just be there for two, three, four years? You got to start winning playoff games. You got to get to the playoffs. You got to start. You got to win playoff. You got to get to the playoffs. When your roster and is as win, good as the Jets, win is, playoff you games. You got to get there. And so, why yeah. can't you just have Zach Wilson stay as the backup to, to Derek Carr? 
because you're not paying him gajillions of dollars until you have to pick up a fifth-year option. You got two years. So if Carr signs, what, a four-, five-year deal, you let this kid marinate. Learn. Boy, I I just wish, you know, when you choose somebody second overall, you try to win a Super Bowl with that incredibly talented player in his first contract. That's what you try to do. That's what the Jaguars have got one more year before Trevor Lawrence says to the cons, I need your, I need your, uh, your, uh, your money, please. <laughs> you know, so like that's what you, you, you want to do. It's that money. Right. So, uh, but I, that's why I go back and forth like, yeah, car's a fit. He can take us to the playoffs. Garrett Wilson, he'll find Elijah Moore. You know, Brees Hall's coming back. They could still draft people with the same amount of draft picks because he doesn't cost any draft picks. Unlike, Rodgers and Lamar, you're for you are really changing your draft capital significantly. And that's what Joe Douglas did to rebuild this team so well is to use multiple firsts that he got from trades from other people. Why would they now flip around and go the F all them picks route? I don't think that makes sense. I'm not gonna sit here in cars like what he's some Bambi from Fresno State that's going to get chewed up by the New York media and spat out. Everybody thought that about Eli. Remember that? That's true. So. Man, I like Derek Carr. I do too. I'd take him in New England in a second. I do too. I just, you know. I do too. He's a likable guy. And last I heard, he could be, if he goes to the Jets, a a first ballot Hall of Famer. (laughs) Again, again, can we just revisit that for a second? For Derek Carr to go to the Jets and be a first ballot Hall of Famer, you're assuming he plays till he's 40 and wins two Super Bowls. Not one. You have to play till 40. Not one. Okay, great. You can win two in the next six years. Well, I was giving you the benefit (laughs) of the doubt of two in the next eight. I was giving you the benefit of 25% of the next Super Bowls. You want him to win 33% of the next six years. Yeah, why not? (laughs) Yeah, sure. Why not? Thank you. sure. Fellow Jet fan, Bobby Cannavale. You want him to go Patrick Mahomes. You want him to win two of the next five yeah, to six years. Yeah, that's right. Even at that, is he still first ballot? Probably, because he did it in New York. Come on, of course. Well, well I mean, uh, Jim Dude, Bucket. do you know who's sitting at, I, I shouldn't say, I'll say it. Do you know who's sitting at the end, who I saw at NFL for Honors? I think he was in the front row, Victor Cruz. All you got to do is do it in New York. Just to tuck in Victor Cruz. I mean. How many commercials have those guys got yeah. off of one ring? Subway, uh, yeah. Victor does oh, everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was at the front row of honors. So while we're having this conversation on February 23rd, yeah, I want uh, 33 of the next uh, six Super Bowls, 33%. I bet you would. Derek Carr. Hey, Stafford wins one more year in Los Angeles. Isn't he a first ballot Hall of Famer? Yes. Now, Carr doesn't currently have all the yards racked up like Stafford has, but he hasn't been in the league as long as Stafford has either. Younger. Derek Carr's played nine years. Younger than Stafford. All right. More Pro Bowls than Matt. Matt's made one. Good shot, everybody. Jets are going to win two of the uh, next six Super Bowls. <laughs> I like those Jets. Is Dallas going to get in there? Uh, no. No? Dang it. I was thinking just, of a, now I'm, thinking of a now, I'm a, now, now I'm afraid, like, uh, since I've, I'm, I'm speaking these stupid things into existence, is there, like, a, a coked-up bear behind me <laughs> that's going to come <laughs> through and just 
Eviscerate me? I think it's downpouring. I, Is that right? Yeah, it's just starting yeah, raining yeah. again. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Look out. Hell Batting down the unleashed. hatches here in Los Angeles. It's crazy. Hell has right. been 844-204-RICH. Number to call. A couple home? more of your phone calls okay. still to come yeah. uh, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Also still to come, Eric Bieniemy has spoken as the new OC and assistant HC of the Washington Commanders. And Anthony Edwards, I love this guy. We'll talk about him coming up. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Monster.com wants to help you win your job hunt because if you are trying to score your next job, you have to go to Monster.com, put your resume there, and watch everything unfold for you right in front of you. Monster.com can help you with millions of job openings and great coaching and career advice for a strong performance when it counts. Plus, when you upload your resume to Monster.com, you can be recruited by employers before they even post their jobs. You get the position? Monster.com's salary calculator ensures you're paid what you're worth. Regular season is over. It's time for the playoffs and championships, right? Monster.com. Get off the sidelines and win your job hunt right now. Monster.com. Let's go back to the phone lines if we can. Lee in Santa Barbara, California. You're here on the Rich Eisen Show. You're there, Lee? Can you hit it, or you can't hit it right there, Mike? Because we took a power. Yeah, you there, Lee? There you are. How are you, Lee? Man, can I tell you something right now? I am talking to the goat of sports talk radio right now. Bad. I love you, Rich Eisen. Thank you, sir. God bless you, Lee. I, I used to call into this other radio station on ESPN and talk to this guy, and he was cool. I liked it. <laughs> he was no Rich Eisen. Okay. You know what I mean? Who's the guy? Who's the guy? We need to know who the guy is. Who's the guy? Okay, okay, okay. okay. Max Kellerman is no Rich Eisen. Okay. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Very good. Careful, Mike. We can hear you over there. Good Lord. What's going on, Lee? What's on your mind? Man, I'm a diehard Denver Bronco fan, you know? And at the beginning of last year, I was so excited. I was so excited we got Russ. We gave up 74 first-round draft picks, but that was okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was such a horrible – I can't even – maybe maybe Pete Carroll in, in Seattle knew something was up and was like, he's broken, so here you go, you know, Denver mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Do you think it was – do you think it was – I mean, he just had a horrible year, but was that all Nathaniel Hackett or was that also his – he's getting old? You know? I, I don't think Russ just aged out. And thanks for the call, Lee, and I appreciate it. And I'm sorry thanks, that, that that that, that uh, Max Kellerman took took one on the chin right there. <laughs> the goat! That one coming. Um, boy, 
this is why I said one of the top was my top five storyline going into the offseason, the extra one, the, the, the one more. When Brockman, you thought I was going the uh, Verizon Einstein route, and I said, no, it's what will the Sean Payton Broncos look like? He just hired Vance Joseph. How about that? Former head coach who got one and done. One and done. So Nathaniel Hackett could get one and done, right? No, he was. I'm trying to fire. He was fired before Vic Fangio. It, it happened so fast. Let's see. So, bottom line is, he's a former coach whose head coach has now been brought back, and you know, obviously, we all know management has changed. It went. Richard went. Vance Joseph, Vic Fangio, Fangio then right. Hackett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, then Jerry Rossberg. That's know, right. For, for know, a brief bit. And to me, this is going to be the question as what is it going to look like? And, and I don't think Russell Wilson aged so fast and has lost his ability to play football. I just think it was a bad mix there last year. And I'm going to give Russ the benefit of the doubt. Agreed. And say that if there's anybody who knows how to rehabilitate, if you want to use that word, Russell Wilson, it's Sean Payton. Now, I'm not going to go so crazy that uh, I'm going to choose them to win the AFC West next year. No, I'm not going. I'm not. I'm not going there. You learned your lesson. But if you recall, last year I was saying, you know, I need to see it in Denver from Russell Wilson to believe it. The whole idea at this point last year when we're wondering where is Russell going to go? Is he going to stay? Is he going to go? And then he goes and he goes to Denver and everyone's just like, that's championship. Just add Russ. Uh, no, I needed to see it to believe it. And I never saw it. And then what a lot of people saw said, I can believe that because they feel Russ isn't all that. I will say Sean Payton knows how to f- rehabilitate it. And I think Russ will listen. At least when I saw him at that Wheels Up dinner, when they were together sitting next to each other um, and seeing each other face-to-face for the first time since Sean Payton was hired on the Thursday night of Super Bowl week, he was leaning in, and Sean was doing a lot of talking. <laughs> and and I, I believe that's going to be uh, quite a fun storyline to watch unfold. Sean Payton back in the mix. I'm not going to sit here and say that he's aged out and done. I don't believe that for one second. 844-204-RICH, number to dial right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, Hour number three, um, Anthony Edwards had something interesting to say about uh, load management and injury management. Also, um, we'll take more of your phone calls. Eric Bieniemy has spoken. He spoke on the subject of why he's an OC now and an assistant HC rather than just an HC somewhere else. He was asked point blank about that subject matter. Um, and if you missed any of the first two hours that are concluding right now here in the uh, in the in the um, lightning and rainstorm that's hitting Los Angeles, California, people are already collecting animals by twos right now. Um, <laughs> we're going to re-air on the Roku channel, channel two ten, as soon as this. Next hour is complete right here on our show. And it's been a, a great uh, first couple of hours with Tom Izzo. Mm-hmm. What a conversation with him. That and, was something else. And man. then Brian Windhorst getting ready for tonight's NBA action. But, you know, you're talking about the Michigan-Michigan State thing. And that's, you know, that's your rival and everything. But 
some things are just, as you know, and Tom, those far supersede sports and that rivalry. This was a human interest, like loving your fellow man type thing. And that was great to see. Of course. Those two right? come together like that. You know, really was. And beating number 17, Indiana. Michigan State's ten is uh seventeen and ten Patrick. overall. I, I you know with three games to play and then obviously the NCAA uh, the uh, Big Ten tournament we're right around the corner for that stuff man. Yeah, March Madness is, is almost hey, upon us, dude. I'm back. We're back. You're back. We're hey, back. look Park. at you. We brought the Apollo thirteen is reestablished. The lem is back. Did you the put together? <laughs> did you make all the equipment to get us back in through the atmosphere? I have yeah. the con. Fantastic. Oh. Well, this is great. Do I have music? <laughs> I love TJ's scared by what somebody right back. Oh, he's playing music. I, can, too. I just want to back on the Rich Eisen show in a moment. I just heard somebody oh, banging back here at that moment. It was like, whoa. I was thinking of a what's more likely in regards to the, the Jets and the, your, your dream of winning two titles in the next six to eight years. Well, tomorrow's a Friday. I understand, but I want to throw it out now. Right now? Well, I just thought of it. Okay. Why don't you wait to the next hour? We got a bunch of real estate. Okay. You don't want to. It's called a tease. No, I don't want to know. Right. I don't want to know right now. <laughs> I don't want to know. Well, it just involves your two teams. All I know is I'm. I'm oh, I know where this is going already. I, I, all I know is that Del Tufo was freaking out over there, doing well, his best the to get board everything back down. I, I lost everything. I know. Over I know. Here. And, you, you're, and you're like still talking loudly, you're dropping f bombs and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure we didn't pick no, him up you didn't on pick Mike, that up. You might have heard it, but you didn't. No one heard it at home. I heard it. I'm sorry. Yeah, you, I mean, it was... Mike, apologize to the I'm people. I'm sorry, people. If you heard my... <laughs> cursing bear over there. Sorry, Rich, we just you had to juggle. Our, you we missed our cocaine bear show yesterday. Mike, you missed it. I know. I, I we should do the a, 80s. I know you I know already all saw about it. the cocaine bear. I know you saw it already, Rich, but we need to do a group outing, I think, to cocaine bear. What do you mean? Cocaine bear. Like, like, as a group, we go to the movies. I've already seen it. Which already saw That's what I mean. Yeah, but we should But you know, we, all, we need to go see the machine together after work. Oh, I just saw, I guess, the, the trailer dropped. Yeah. Oh. It's crazy. <laughs> we should go see the machine after Bert work Kreischer. one day. Everybody go see Burt Kreischer in, um, in, in, in person because the man's $125,000 in the hole. You <laughs> 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 have to blow not much on suits. He did get good suits. We're worth $125,000. I'm the Let's biggest Let's support Burt. Burt's just millions. Oh, <laughs>